Justin Fields, Kenneth Walker, Malik Willis, Michael Pittman. There's so much from Week 9 to look at so we can get ready for Week 10. Let's do it now. You are now listening to the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Rival Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Maligno. You know how we start off every episode. We are recapping week nine so we can get prepared for week 10. We always start with the rivals of the week. I have a quarterback, wide receiver, and a running back that I have to highlight, I have to mention, who helped me in many of my leagues, may have helped you in yours. Of course, always let us know in the comments if any of these rivals of the week helped you or if you have a better rival of the week that came up major for you in week nine. If you aren't subscribed to the show, please go ahead and do that. Again, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it's all good. Just hit subscribe, leave a five-star review. But if you're watching on YouTube, definitely make sure you hit subscribe. And let's start chopping it up in the comments. Let's do that. But let's go ahead and get to Rivals of the Week. Our quarterback for the week is Justin Fields. How can I How can I make a Rival of the Week, a quarterback this week, without Justin Fields being the guy? You had to predict it. Here's the awesome part. As usual, Justin Fields has become super exciting to watch. If you're a Bears fan, like you're loving this right now. I know you are. Um, but if you're not a Bears fan, if you just haven't been fancy football or if you just love the football like, like we all do, Justin Fields has been super uh, electric to watch out there. 123 passing yards. You're like, that's it? That's it? But three touchdowns passing on only the 123 yards. But that's not it. We're not done. 178 rushing yards and a Russian touchdown, all of this in one game in Week 9 versus Miami. It's it's crazy. It's just absolutely insane what Justin Fields is doing. And I know we talked about it earlier in the season, how he was starting off slow. He wasn't getting the passing game going. Listen, I'll take 123 passing yards when it's accompanied by three touchdowns, almost 200 rushing yards, and another touchdown. This is crazy. He, he went absolutely off. Um, again, really exciting, man. If you're a Bears fan or just in fantasy in general, it doesn't get better than Justin Fields. He is quickly making his way to the top of quarterbacks in fantasy and just a, a really fun guy to watch overall. And he's so fun to root for. Uh, congratulations, Bear fans. But again, we're talking fantasy here right now. If you got him, you're loving it. This is a guy who you didn't even have to draft early. Or if you're in a one quarterback league, you could just pick him up off waivers even. Uh, he is absolutely crushing it. Move over to wide receiver. I'm going to go with my Raiders' very own Devontae Adams. This one's a little bittersweet for me. He had 146 receiving yards, two touchdowns on 10 receptions. This was at Jacksonville last week. Obviously, you know the Raiders lost that game after jumping out 17-0 uh, on the Jags. But Devontae Adams did all this in like the first half of the game. So it's kind of bittersweet, like I said, because who knows what he could have did in the second half if he would have got a more uh, completions, more, more big plays like he had in the first half. Uh, but again, even with that aside, even if it was almost basically one half of football for Devontae Adams, it was an exciting one. Um, so again, my top wide receiver rival of the week. And then at running back, now normally I always say I don't always go with the guys who end up first in their uh, respective groups, but there's no way that I could not go with Joe Mixon at running back for rivals of the week. It would be, uh, I, I would be doing us a disservice here. I would be, I would be ignoring the obvious. 153 rushing yards, and that's not even why he's here. It's because he had four touchdowns rushing, four receptions, 58 yards receiving, and a touchdown. All of this versus Carolina in Week 9. Again, 153 yards rushing in itself is impressive. Four touchdowns, you can't even fathom that. It's crazy. It's like you're playing fantasy bingo on rival. These are the kind of guys that 
fill in those spots. You see sometimes these these things come up on the card. You're like, oh, no, man, who can I get? Who Can I really hit that? Can I really get lucky and hit that this week? And this is the kind of stuff that, you know, four rushing touchdowns, over 150 rushing yards, um, a, a receiving touchdown. Like, yeah, you can fill in that bingo card with guys like Joe Mixon, but the kind of week he had here. My rivals of the week were Justin Fields, Devontae Adams, and Joe Mixon. I want you to drop yours in the comments. I want to know who came up huge for you in week nine. Uh, and, and maybe if, even if you know, if you want to get crazy, predict who your rival of the week will be for week 10. All right. On to week nine surprises. These are, you know, some guys that kind of caught me off guard, shocked me in a positive way, could be in a negative way. I think all my ones this week are positives. Um, and not, again, not because I don't think these players are good, but it was just a really uh, good welcoming surprise to see, you know, what they did. Maybe if they repeated something or if they did it for the first time or just if they're healthy or whatever the case may be. Um, to give you an idea, Kenneth Walker went for over 100 total yards Two touchdowns. This is his second time the hundred yard games this season. Second hundred yard game this season. Let me repeat that just to make sure I made it clear. So the first one wasn't a fluke. It wasn't a freak incident. You don't have to think that way. A lot of people were really excited on Kenneth Walker this year. It took him a little bit to get to where you wanted him to, but he's there. He's here to stay. Um, so it was a welcome surprise to see him once again go for over a hundred total yards uh, from scrimmage and again two touchdowns. You can't knock this. This is a great. Uh, week for him again we're starting to you know pile these up if we're going to get consistent with him Kenneth Walker is going to shoot up again in your charts for running back rankings you just can't ignore the guy when he keeps putting up numbers like this and now they're going to start getting really consistent Cole Komet two touchdowns that's three in two weeks for touchdowns for Cole Komet maybe Fields is starting to uh you know get the whole this whole Cole Komet thing figured out for a while he was you know highly ranked highly favored a lot of potential, and it just wasn't happening. Colt, like I said, Justin Fields himself has, you know, kind of struggled in the passing, you know, in the passing game. Uh, even if he was, you know, having these electric runs, even if he was winning football games, it was just this thing where he wasn't getting a lot of yards. Guys weren't getting a lot of targets. But Colt Komet, two touch, I mean, two touchdowns just in week nine, but three in the last two days, two games. Um, hard to ignore. Again, just like the Kenneth Walker thing, this may be a thing that we're going to start getting some consistency out of uh, Cole Komet and Justin Fields. And not to mention, my guy Mooney had his best week of the season. So, again, the, the yards don't look high. But if Justin Fields can continue to grow, we're seeing progress every game. The yards will continue to go up. We need the touchdowns to stay there, uh, which, again, if you're not throwing for a lot of yards, you may not get the touchdowns every time. But, it's again, it's refreshing to see. It's welcoming to see, and it's encouraging uh, for all the players on this offense who was, it was starting to get a little stagnant, a little stale. If you had, you know, Bears offensive players outside of their running backs and, of course, Justin Fields. Uh, Cordell Patterson, back from injury, bullying his way right back into fantasy relevance. Not just back into the Falcons, you know, offense, but into straight relevance. If you watched me, played hard in Week 9, scored you a lot of points. You got to love this guy. Um, so, we, you know, he's a surprise for me in terms of I'm just happy to see him back healthy and flourishing instantly out the gate. Geno Smith made my list here, and not because, you know, he hasn't played well all season, but the fact that he's still doing it. He's not faltering. He's keeping up the pace. Geno is proving he's here to stay. It's a beautiful thing. I'm not going to lie. When he was, you know, out the gate on fire, I'm like, hey, is this thing, like, going to be sustainable, or is this something that's going to, like, at some point, you know, start to fade? And it hasn't. 
Uh, he's still doing really well. If you have him in your lineup, he's still keeping you up there, um, you know, get, giving you good games from the quarterback position. So you feel really confident about this guy. Geno Smith is not a person that you have to, you know, be concerned about that. He's not going to, you know, do do the numbers that he's been doing. You're not going to have to wear out, you know, is he going to fal- falter off for me at some point here? He's staying consistent, so he's a welcome surprise again. Not the performance. We know the performance has been happening all year, but just that it's still happening. We're getting to that, you know, middle of the season area where you're like, you know, guys may start to taper off, and it's not happening with Geno Smith. So a a nice surprise to see it stay consistently happening, and then it wasn't just like, oh, a couple of week fad or whatnot. Uh, So Geno Smith makes the list. I'm happy to put him there. And the last guy I want to put on this, this list is Amari Cooper. I'm not really like a crazy big fan of Mari Cooper. Obviously, as I always say, I'm a Raiders fan. Um, he was one that we drafted and he kind of got weird. And they traded him. I liked him, but I felt like he was a little inconsistent. He disappeared in games. I don't know if that was a Raider thing or not, but then when he went to the Cowboys, it kind of happened there a little bit as well. You know, huge flashes, great games, and then just kind of disappearing a little bit or, you know, not, not hitting the mark every single week or staying super consistent. Obviously, that's hard for any wide receiver. But then this year, he goes to the Browns. And I'm thinking, it's the Browns. What's going to happen? Then they then they get Deshaun Watson, and he's suspended for 11 games. I'm like, all right, well, maybe when Watson comes back, he'll be good. But to get through the first 11 games without him with Brissett, like, eh, I don't know about that. Here we are. Still happening. He's a top 10 wide receiver in PPR scoring right now. I'm not saying when Watson comes back, he's going to, like, bounce up even higher into the rankings for wide receivers. But to stay in – to be in the top 10 with Brissett at quarterback – it's pretty pretty impressive, honestly. He's been pretty consistent all year. And so what, what what my feeling on this is that when Watson returns, he won't falter out of this, right? So, like, he's going to still be down. I'm not saying he's going to get better. He's outplaying the idea of Brissett being his quarterback right now. So when, when Watson gets there, I just expect it to continue. Um, so he, I feel confident saying he's a top 15 wide receiver rest of the way, top 10 right now. So if you've had him, even without Watson, you've really enjoyed – the uh the surprise that you've had every single week with Cooper basically at this point. So shout out to Amari Cooper. Shout out for being consistent and even getting it done with Brissett, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, but just I know he's not Deshaun Watson or one of these top-tier quarterbacks. So shout out to Amari Cooper for being consistent and for being a surprise of the week. Let's move over to week nine overreactions. For the week nine overreactions, again, these can be positive, these can be negative. They could be however we want to look at them. And it may be an overreaction to me and not to you. That's fully possible as well. It's however we want to slice these things. For me, my first overreaction is going to be Kenyon Drake. He goes for over 100 yards from scrimmage, two touchdowns. Great bye week, injury fill-in. Congratulations. If you put him in your lineup, obviously it was a smart play at this point because of all the other injuries on this team. But the overreaction is don't expect Kenyon Drake to keep doing this. That's where the overreaction comes in. Gus is back. Other other guys are getting healthy in the backfield. So good luck figuring it out. I will not tell you to keep Kenyon Drake in your lineup at this point, in your starting lineup. Keep him on your bench. This Ravens uh, running back field has been beat up all season, injuries on and off on players. So this could happen again at any point. But when Kenyon Drake isn't the sole starter, you know, the main guy when Gus Edwards is there or Dobbins is there and all these other guys are start coming in, I cannot tell you to put Kenyon Drake in your lineup with with. Uh, confidence. So my overreaction is anyone else who's going to try to start this guy going forward, uh, you might be in for some trouble for sure. My second overreaction is slow your roll on Downton Deonta Foreman. He had a bad performance this week uh, for Carolina. Bad game, not his fault. Get him in your lineup Thursday versus the Falcons. Do not get caught up in 
him not getting, you know, a great game. He had a bad workload due to the game getting out of hand on the Panthers. I know uh, Hubbard might be coming back. Don't get worried about it. Foreman is still great. He's a great play. He's versatile. They can use him in this offense. They know how to get it done. He's already done it last season. I mean, this season. So there's no reason to think that he would not continue that. It was just a bad game. Do not overreact. Do not think Foreman's in trouble. This offense is actually doing this thing. So don't get caught up in one bad game. Foreman, for sure, uh, is still a guy to plug into your lineup. Do not overreact off of this one game the Panthers had that did not go their way. The last overreaction is Malik Willis. If, you, if, if you're in a situation where you were starting him, obviously you're super disappointed. In, in redraft, you have no business starting him. In Dynasty, be patient. He only completed five passes last game, and none of them were to a wide receiver. I know it was bad, but this is a, a guy who's just at quarterback. He's just raw. He's not. He's not ready. He's not supposed to be playing right now. It wasn't the Titans' plan to play him right now. So don't panic over this. Actually, if you're in dynasty, it's a great opportunity to try to go trade for him. If you got somebody who has him on their on their team and doesn't have a lot of faith in him after that, they might be weak right now. I might give in on them. So it's worth you know throwing an offer out there and seeing what happens. But Again, don't overreact and don't think that Malik Willis isn't good at football or won't be good at football. He actually looked had, had some moments where you're like, man, if this guy had better wide receivers, if A.J. Brown wasn't laughing at the wide receivers that they have there now, um, he might have got some stuff done. So, again, these kind of quarterbacks take a little time. Have a little patience. Don't get crazy and overreact and think that he sucks at football. I'm getting rid of him and, you know, whatever else you're feeling at this point. Castle patience. Let's jump over to my week nine disappointments. I don't have too many of them today. Actually, I think they're all wide receivers. <laughs> That's funny. As funny as it is, um, the one one of them, and I could I could put the the Raiders at this point in this every in this segment every single week if I wanted to. I'm not going to do that. Obviously, I'm not going to beat up on my team too much. I did it last week, but a team that they're playing this week, which is the Colts, that offense, this team is a mess, right? So. You're you're in a situation where they they fire their head coach, they fired their offensive coordinator. They got Jeff Saturday as their head coach. He's never coached in his life in the NFL. You got uh, a passing uh, the offensive play caller as a guy who's never called plays in his life. This is a mess. You have a quarterback in Ellinger who's never won a game in his life. This is a mess. And so my my disappointment is like Michael Pittman. For me, he was the hardest hit for me. Obviously, if you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor, he's been hurt a little bit. So that's a, a disappointment for you in the in the Colts offense as well. You can have guys like uh, Alec Pierce and, and, and Paris Campbell who have also started to struggle because this whole thing is getting bad. It might just get worse and worse and worse at this point. So if that's the case, these guys won't just be week nine disappointments. They're going to be disappointments going, you know, going forward the rest of the year. So if you were banking on a Michael Pittman, it might be your time to try to find a replacement for him at least a, a guy off waivers to be able to switch in and out with him in case things don't seem to improve between him and Ellinger and this offense is going to be coached by Jeff Saturday and an offensive play caller I never heard of. But again, good luck to them. I wish them luck. I just ain't feeling good about it. Also disappointed at Romeo Dobbs. Got hurt. He got injured. It's a high ankle sprain. These are typically like a four to six week injury. You guys know I love Romeo Dobbs, so it's unfortunate to see this happen. It's a disappointment. I lost some games. I had him in the lineup. It was a major factor for me. Obviously, I won't be able to start him going forward. This would have been a guy kind of uh, in that mold where it's like Michael Pittman suffering. If you have Romeo Dobbs, you kind of can put him in there and hope that him and Aaron Rodgers make some big plays, you know, since Michael Pittman and Ellinger and making them. But you lose a, a Dobbs too now, so now you're kind of in a jam. You're thinking, Neil, what do I do? 
what you should do is listen to the next episode, which may already be out by the time you're watching this, where I talk about some waivers. <laughs> but other than that, one other guy who's kind of disappointed me recently, he's had, I think I want to say two back-to-back bad games, plus he had a bye before that. You may have predicted it. It's Gabriel Davis. I love Gabriel Davis. I love Gabriel Davis. I keep telling people, I've been telling them since his rookie year, Gabriel Davis is a, is a baller. He's a stud. Get him in fantasy. And here he is just having some bad games back to back. Plus, like I said, the bye week before that. So it's even, it feels even like a harder hit because you had zero plus the last two games, which even in PP, PPR, were not good. We're not even average. It was just bad. So I really would like to see Gabe Davis get back on track. Josh Allen's a little injured now. So that's a thing. I think it'll be fine. Good players tend to, to work themselves through this kind of stuff. He may he has big play potential, so he's not a guy you want to get too concerned about. But again, man, these wide receivers, it's like for all different reasons, they're struggling here, struggling there, whether it's injuries, change of quarterback, just not, not getting it right now. There's a bunch of different reasons, but you want to make sure you stay fluid, and this is why stuff like waivers, again, is so important. It's so important, and you never know when a guy like Gabe Davis, Michael Pittman, uh, Romeo Dobbs never going to have these kind of issues. You can't predict them. So while you say, Neil, while I had them and they were playing well, I wasn't concerned. I wasn't making moves. You had to. You should have made moves ahead of time. You should have been a week ahead of this, two weeks ahead of this. You got to say, hey, man, if this guy's available, I may not need him right now, but I may need him in the future. And this is a situation where if you have a group of wide receivers like these guys, or even just one of them, um, you'll be able to filter in a replacement. And again, we have a waiver episode coming up, so you definitely want to check out that. So you don't miss it. What you want to do is make sure you go ahead and hit subscribe. You'll get a notification. You will, you'll know that you got a new episode out there to watch. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, shout out to the YouTube viewers. Hit the subscribe button. Turn the notifications so you can be related when, the, when you, so you can be informed and alerted when those episodes drop. I also love chopping it up with you guys in the comments. You guys have been great. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those other places, you're also awesome as well. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for showing love. Thank you for sharing it with your friends and family and anyone else who you know, maybe your league mates. I know it's a little iffy. You don't want them to have the same advice. You don't want to have them hear them have the same dialogue we're having, but they're fantasy fans all the same. So get them in the mix. As always, if you can't chop it up with us in the YouTube comments because you're busy, you're working, I get it, or you're in the car driving maybe, I don't want you to text and drive, please don't do that. Um, you can always find us on Twitter and IG and TikTok, um, at Rival Fantasy on all three platforms. Let us know you're a listener, and we'll make sure we follow you back. If you don't tell us you're a listener, I might not catch it. I might not see the notification. There's a lot going on there. I'm a busy guy there too, so um, please let us know. Most importantly, visit RivalFantasy.com create an account. I want you to make a deposit and start playing right away so that you can have an extra layer to enjoy. You know, you got your fantasy leagues while the games are on. Get on there, have some fun, do some challenges, play some bingo. If you sign up right now, make a deposit. We're actually running a promo where I promise you, you'll get 100% loss protection up to $50 on that first deposit. So basically you have nothing to lose. We got you covered. Get on there, play. Again, fantasy bingo, a totally unique game. Uh, challenges you, you can play versus uh, you're basically playing player versus player. So like um, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes and you put money on it. And then bingo is you actually get bingo cards and then you draft a team where you pick a team, uh, no salary cap, something like that. And you just try to see which players you think will help you win that bingo card. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so it's a lot of great stuff to play over there, a lot of money to win. So uh, check it out again, 100% loss protection for $50 on your first deposit. Guys, that is it for the today's recap episode for week nine. 
Again, you may want to go ahead and check. There may already be the waiver episode out, depending on when you're checking this. If not, it's coming out soon. I promise we got you. That is it for me today. We're out. Oh, 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 oh,